The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, y'all? You're listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. Today, I am joined by this random man that I found outside of my apartment on the street. Hey, Dave. That makes me sound so much creepier than I already might be. But hello. Thrilled to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Alrighty, We have David Hellman of the DallasCowboys.com. And uh, we are going to talk about the blue and white scrimmage. But first and foremost, how was your weekend, Dave? Um good from what i remember of it uh, i mean i got back, i got to go back to i got to go back to at&t stadium this weekend so that was really nice it's um pretty lit what else did i do had some beverginos uh beverginos honestly friday feels like it was a lifetime ago did did we do something on friday i seriously don't remember no we did not we hung out at the pool yesterday and then you let a grasshopper rampant in my apartment. I did do that. I'm sorry. It's summer. There are bugs everywhere. I apologize. I will apologize in the future. Um, I will remind you again in the future. Oh no! I didn't. Honestly, I had like it's. I mean, I know it's it's a shortened training camp, but like even without going to California and all that stuff, like training camp just ruins your sense of time. Like I don't know what day of the week it is. And back sweat now. Oh, so. ev- I mean everywhere. Honestly, everywhere. yeah. So, uh, all things considered, though, I'm, I ain't mad about it. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, so, we had the blue and white scrimmage. Um, as we are recording, this is Sunday night, but you're hearing this on Monday. Tell us about it. I mean, I wish I could, honestly. I know, right? Like, that's... That's kind of the story of it all, The really. story of it all is that uh, old Mike McCarthy pulled a fast one on us. Um, if you're, you know, if, if you weren't, if you weren't on social media or watching it on Sunday night. So you basically you really, you really didn't. Uh, I had a front row seat and I'm not even really sure what we saw. Um, so basically Mike McCarthy re- removed the names and numbers from his players jerseys and, and gave the rookies a star. He gave everybody a star. Uh, so really other, you know, offensive players were white, defensive players were blue. And other than that, it was, very, very hard to tell who was who. And, you know, fortunately for myself, I'm a gigantic dork. I can keep track of players based on what they wear and how they act. So, you know, for instance, you know, Demarcus Lawrence loves to wrap his hands in tape and he wears a visor. 
uh, obviously has dreadlocks, as do several players. That was very helpful. Some guys like to wear high socks. Some guys yeah. like to tape their fingers. So you're sitting there with your binoculars trying to figure out who's who. <laughs> Uh, and I kind of wish they would have just showed us that. No, I mean, it. <laughs> it was kind of a disaster. It was like literally throughout the night, you know, I guess the Cowboys probably credentialed 25 members of the media to socially distance in the press box and right. watch it. And it was just two hours of everybody saying, who was that? Uh, who did that? Was that, that was Noah <laughs> Brown? No, that was CeeDee Lamb. No, I, I think it was Brown. No, I'm pretty sure it was Lamb. Like that was the entire night was just nobody really knowing what happened uh and i know i know it was frustrating for people but i think i think the idea was basically you know there's no preseason so the cowboys do not have to go on tv and play a game and expose their young players and honestly as frustrating as it is as a reporter like i kind of credit mike mccarthy for saying okay so i don't have to show these guys if i don't want to well then i'm not going to and that's exactly what he did so it's kind of like mission impossible honestly yeah i i mean it it's it's kind of that it's that sub subterfuge that we've always associated with subterfuge like, it's a big word i know i'm a reporter it's fine i'm very <laughs> impressive um but it's it's that bill belichick sort of like you know you find a way around the rules if you can and so you know i, it, I Wow, I could, I cannot talk. Can you tell I well, just came from work? It like, also helps that there's a dog that's licking your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Abby's Abby's wants some attention. Yeah. Um, no, but what I was gonna say is, if you're on Twitter, maybe you saw last week that the Buffalo Bills actually came out and said, which I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. I know it's oh, ridiculous, but the Buffalo Bills came out and were like, yeah, like we've got our scouts reading the reports of every beat writer in the league and watching all of these videos to see like we're always trying to takes bills mafia to another level no i mean it's it's unbelievable but then mike mccarthy counters it and says okay bills have fun figuring out who's who and who looks impressive if you have no idea what's going not on not to mention our beat writers can't write anything <laughs> i i did my best uh shameless plug for dallascowboys.com that's where you can read my stuff i wrote a whole and watch his content yes thank you <laughs> I wrote a whole notebook off of what I think I saw. <laughs> like that's basically <laughs> that's basically what it is boiled down to. So it was a very unique experience, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely different from uh from California days and everyone being all up in the business. Seriously, if this was a normal year, I would be sitting on the sideline taking you know, landscape videos of Cowboys rookies making plays. While your handshakes yeah. and I'm, I'm, the wind blows. And... My camera work is not perfect. Thanks for bringing that up. But um, <laughs> yeah, this year. You try. That's what's important. This year, I'm 300 feet away with a pair of binoculars and a notepad trying my best. And your mask. Oh, I had two masks. I had the, I had like the blue disposable and my neck mask just to make sure. So yeah. No one's getting COVID from you. Strange times, dude. It, <laughs> I, it's, it's so, anytime you stop and think about it, it's so weird. We're living in a history book. I actually, I tweeted this like right before I left the stadium is if you think about it, if this was a normal year, the Cowboys were slated to play in the Hall of Fame game. So they would have probably left for training camp around July 18th. And they would have played their first preseason game on, on August 6th. And we would have already played four preseason games. And the fifth one would be this coming Thursday. I think it would have been against Houston. So you think about that. Houston for never. I, I know. But <laughs> we still would have had to play the game. 
four, like, so five preseason games, we would have been in week six. We would have been in week six of this. And right now we just passed the two week mark. They've only had 10 practices. Like it's, it's so insane to think, you know, I would have gotten to spend a month in California. I would have been hanging out at the bar watching all the preseason yeah, games. Yeah, we'd be talking about like, oh my God, freaking uh, Rico Dowdle had the game of his life in the second half against the Steelers. This is amazing. And The Nooch. Oh Lord. I mean, the Nooch. The Nooch got robbed. Oh, of preseason playing time? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I, and that's I'm still driving that hype train, though. Throughout, throughout the scrimmage, if you want to call it that, so they, they were calling it Cowboys Night. Um, throughout the evening, that might have been the hardest one is, okay, obviously, you know, I mean, you know which quarterback is Dak. That goes without saying. And then Andy Dalton has this baller chrome visor on his helmet, which makes him Yeah, easy. they're the visor gang now. Yeah, for real. But then uh, Ben DiNucci and Clayton Thorson from 300 feet away with no numbers on their jerseys, I was just like, I, I don't know. I don't know who's who. <laughs> that might be DiNucci. It might be Thorson. I have no clue. Just two tall white dudes. Seriously. they like. I'm, I think Thorson's a little bit taller, but it's hard to tell. That's... We should stand them back to back just so we can be sure. The number of times I did the shrug emoji, I was like, that might be, that so might be Dorrance Armstrong. Who but I had don't know. the best visor? On um, It's Dalton. Dalton? Andy Dalton has. Wait, so Dak comes out with this visor game no, and then all of a sudden Dalton's like, yeah. It's so hysterical. What's up? Like Dak's visor looks cool, but it's see-through. It, like Dak's visor looks. That's just really not helping all the people that are like, oh my God, Dalton should be in the quarterback. Dak, I mean, you're not. I mean, if it was based on visor game, Dalton would be the starter because I Dak's visor looks. So you're saying that Dalton has a starter visor? Dalton, I, I don't think Dalton's visor is even legal in a game. It's like um, pure. It's so chromed out. It's like shiny silver. Like you could, you could put your makeup on in Dalton's visor. Like that's how clearly it shines through. Whereas Dak is. You can just see all of your beautiful eyelashes. A hundred percent, and so. It's it's not even close. Dax is very functional. Dalton is like, I'll show you swag. Which and I, that's QB too, though. Totally on the other side of the he field, but freaking Jalen Smiths is the same, but it's blue. Ooh, I like Which, that one. This looks, might be better. I mean, he needs to get a doctor's note so he can wear that thing in a game because it's cool. I mean, they don't call him smooth for nothing. Big facts. He calls himself that. He had a he had a nice play today. Would you say that he has a clear eye view with that visor on? I hope so, because he <laughs> wears it. Well, but I would hope so. How was his play? It's always tough to judge linebackers in practice because they're not allowed to hit people. Yeah. Um, so it, it's hard to say. I, I said the same thing about Leighton Van Der Esch, who also mm. has a really cool visor for whatever that's Really? Called. Yeah, it's like orangey. Leighton Van Der Esch looks like – I'm going to be really dorky. You're I really not, didn't notice any of this. You're not going to know what I'm talking about. Leighton Van Der Esch looks like a mech warrior, which is a video game character. I hope, you know, all my dorks. I have no, I don't know. What is it? Is all it, my, all my dorks at home listening to is this. Is it know. WoW? No, it, no, it's a, it's basically like a giant robot uh, that you, that you pilot. So What's like, the game? It's called mech warrior. Oh. So like you get in and it like, it looks like a giant human, but it's a robot and they've got like missile launchers on their shoulders and machine guns in their fists. Uh, that's what Leighton Van Der Esch looks like. Cause he's like, honestly, probably what he was going for. He's like six, five. He's got this he giant the neck roll. Most giant shoulders. He's 
I, I was joking with a reporter in the press box today. I was like, okay, Mike McCarthy, like you can take the jerseys off the numbers all you want, but like Leighton Vander Esch stands out like a sore thumb anywhere <laughs> he goes. Like, wait, was he still wearing his little? He's got his neck roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's got his. He's got this ridiculous, like crazy orange visor thing going on. You know, I love this journey for him. I know. I think he's got more abs than an eight pack. He's probably got like ten pack abs. Uh, he probably has them like all the way around his back. Yeah, good for him. Um, but uh, him and him and Jalen both look great. It's hard for them to stand out because they can't tackle, mm. but they always seem to be in the right place at the right time. So that's nice. We like to hear that. Yeah. Well, okay. So were there any like standout plays that you where you actually knew what was going on and you're like, yeah, that, that oh, that's cool. Absolutely. You teed that up perfectly. Yeah, um, you're welcome. It kind of. I'll, this is going to sound crazy, but like it got kind of boring because, you know, the, the big name players all kind of went to the sideline and it was a lot of backups and, you know, down the roster guys and a lot of run plays, which run plays in practice are not exciting because you can't tackle and you're almost like bored, like I said, <laughs> but then uh, at the end of practice, they ran about 18, two minute, you know, two minute drill where, you know, they sent the offense out in a fake game situation where it was like, I don't know, one one twenty left on the clock and the offense is down by four. So you got to score a touchdown, put them on their own 35. Yeah. And my man, number four went to work. He looked great. Um, Dak Prescott led the offense downfield. You know, it was probably 65, 70 yards, eight plays completion to CD lamb five straight completions to Blake Jarwin and I think Dalton Schultz, but it's hard to tell. Okay. Again. No, if I, tight end action if I can, if I can stress one thing to the Cowboy fan listening, it's that Dak Prescott has an affinity for his tight ends. He looks for them early and often. I think it's going to be a big part of this offense. Blake Jarwin in particular, we know what he can do downfield and it just shows up in practice time and time again. So looks for the tight ends a bunch, gets down near the red zone, quick little dump off to Zeke just to get things in position. I think they were on about the 18-yard line with 40 seconds, give or take, to play. And Dak just throws the most beautiful uh, – it was like a flag route to the back corner of the end zone. Noah Brown. I don't – I mean, it's not as impressive as the Santonio Holmes catch from Super Bowl 42. Oh. Or 43, excuse oh, me. Oh, wow. No, but, but that's what it looked like. Again, okay. it's not that impressive, but it was a similar play. Well, I mean, it's in an empty stadium, so. Empty stadium, not the Dystopian. Su- not the Super reality. Bowl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, you can go find it on, on the Dallas Cowboys um, Twitter feed. They got video of it. It's a great, great play by Noah, great throw by Dak. But so they quote-unquote won the game, and it got me real hype after – probably 40 minutes of not a whole lot of action. It was very fun. Do you think we're going to see Noah Brown? I, so I'm so fascinated by the back end of the receiver depth chart. Obviously we talk about this all the time. Everybody knows the top, everybody in the world knows the top three. Everyone knows that. Um, so that's a, it, it creates a very intriguing conversation about the back end of the depth chart. Cedric Wilson I think is a name to know. I think anybody that follows this team probably is aware of that. Um, And then I think Noah Brown is probably the next name. And then after that, Ventel Bryan is the other one. And if there was like real news that came out of this practice, it's that 
he seemed to injure his knee during the early periods. Uh, he needed a lot of help coming off. Mike McCarthy said it's he doesn't think it's super serious, so we'll see. But he had a hard time leaving the field, so that's something to watch. But long story short, I really, really like Noah Brown's chances to make the final roster. Well, that's good. Um, okay, so I I find it interesting that there was a lot of they're working in tight end a lot because I always kind of assumed that they had they were throwing to Jason Witten because he was Jason Witten. And like we did see Jarwin, obviously, but um I think it's interesting that that is gonna be a big part of their gameplay. I am gonna drive this train until the wheels fall off. And listen, nobody is here to disrespect the GOAT. Jason Witten's a Hall of Famer, he's one of the, you know eight to 10 best Cowboys of all time. Like he's, you know, he's got a 20 foot mural in the facility. Everybody knows that, but Blake Jarwin is a better athlete than him at this point in time. That's not, that's not a hot take. It's really not a hot take. It's not a hot take. (laughs) Jason Witten is 38 and looks like it when he tries to move downfield. Like that's just the truth. And Blake Jarwin does not. And Honestly, Jarwin and Dalton Schultz both, the amount of times that Dak looks for them 18 to 25 yards down the field, it's it's just different. And we saw a little bit of it last year with Jarwin. You know, he didn't get that many snaps, but scored a touchdown against the Giants like that uh, week one. Had a, you know, maybe the only good offensive play of the Saints game last year, week four, was Jarwin down the seam, set him up on the goal line to score their only touchdown of the game. We're seeing that more and more during training camp. And it it makes me really excited because obviously you want Cooper and Gallup and Lamb to get all these touches, and they will. But with all the attention that defenses are paying to those guys, it's going to benefit the tight end position a lot, in my opinion. And I'm just – I'm on the edge of my seat (laughs) with anticipation about what Blake Jarwin might be able to do. Blakey Jars. That's my guy. He doesn't I'm gonna, know. That, I'm going to work work on that nickname. No, I actually like Blakey Jars is perfect. I feel really? like that's you stole that from me. Not Blakey. Did I? That's that's always been my thing. Is like add a Y to the first name and well, shorten yeah. the last name. Tony Romes, Travi Freds. So Blakey Jars is the logical. Which like I don't know. There's something to be said about like maybe a Jar Jar Binks like in ooh, there. Ooh, I, I actually really like that, but. Blake, I know I, you do Star Wars nerd. Blakey Jars is stupid, but like the stupider <laughs> the nickname, the better it is. So it's fine. It's true. Nothing can beat the nooch though. So you're just biased. Try as we may. You're biased because he was on your show. Totally. Yeah. That's a that's one hundred percent true. And also shouts out to the Squatty Potty. Um so <laughs> I forgot about that. Remember when y'all talked to the nooch in like late April, early May. Right after he got drafted, yeah. Remember how that feels like two lifetimes ago? It really does. I can't I I mean not to like derail your talking points, but like <laughs> I can't I can't believe we're here. I can't believe I all I want is to have a margarita on a freaking patio. Will it make you feel better? You won't be able to drink a margarita on a patio, but will it make well, I guess maybe you could, depending on the venue. But yeah. so y'all are listening to this on a Monday. We're recording it on a Sunday. The Cowboys will be playing the Rams less than two weeks from right now. Like, can you wrap your mind around that? No. I can't. I'm still, I know. 
I'm struggling. Will you be going that. to LA? Do we know? We don't know. I, I don't want to speak definitively, but I'm, I feel very confident that I won't be traveling. How's that going to be for you? Weird. Are you kidding? Will, will you be watching it at the star? I, that I don't, I really don't know. I will don't you know. be watching it with me yelling on the top of the couch? I really don't know. I like, let's see. One sounds more fun than the other, <laughs> but, uh, that I haven't. Watching a game with me is stressful. I, it's, it won't be stressful for me. Like, are you kidding? I'm, <laughs> I, I've been on the sidelines for these things. Like it's okay. Dave's going to have to pause a lot. I just, I haven't missed, I have not that sounds awkward. I have not, not been at a Cowboys game since 2013. Big Cowboys so guy. So the thought of like not being in the building for a game is really weird. But like it, weird circumstances. Like I'm not complaining about it, but it's definitely if you know, I'll if I'm watching on TV, that's going to be weird. If it makes you feel better or worse, I don't know. But I would have been in LA that week too. So sure. we could have been hanging. In LA, could've. with Rosie Cavdog, and <laughs> we would have been hanging. Out. I know, I would, and it's, I would have got to like yell at all the Rams fans in the new stadium. Would have been really exciting for me. <sighs> we're just, you know, we're gonna do a mulligan of the entire. You know, like you're gonna do a mulligan of your birthday. I am. Which, Although, yeah, thanks for coming. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What did the did the loyal listeners know that it was your birthday last week? Uh, I think Kelsey drove that home. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, and you weren't on the show, right? I wasn't. That's no, right. yeah. Okay. Johnny Matches took over that's for me right. that day. That's right. What a guy. He's the best. Uh, yeah. So we'll just you know we'll redo your birthday next year, and we'll redo all yeah. of these fun cowboy experiences. Let's just hope that we have a next year. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. What? I'm sorry, what? I meant like, uh, as in like going out places. No, don't, even, I'm not ready to face the thought of like that not being a thing. I know, I've fall. already conceded one whole year, I that's, can't concede another that's one. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. By fall 2021, if I can't go to a football game, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, we might have to institutionalize you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of um, bad nicknames. Uh, oh, that's where we want to go. Okay. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Tony Pollard, is he Tones? He can't be Tones Pauls. No, he can't that's be That's terrible. He can't be Tones Pauls. Um, What's his nickname? I go back and forth with him. I mean, TP just rolls off the tongue. Also rolls off of a roll, if you know what I mean. Wow. <laughs> that's awful. Um, <laughs> this is really stupid, and nobody listening cares, but when I was in college, you're still laughing at that. That's embarrassing for you. I'm more laughing at your reaction. Um, I lived in an apartment complex in college called Tiger Plaza because I went to LSU. It was the it was disgusting. Did you? It was disgusting. I know, right? Nobody oh knows God. that. Yeah. It was disgusting. Um, 
but we always called it T-Pizzle. So in my brain, sometimes I think of Tony Pollard's <laughs> T-Pizzle. I haven't brought that one public yet until right now, I guess. But this is just the stupid stuff that happens in my brain. <laughs> I want you to say that to him one time. <laughs> hey, hey, T-Pizzle. And he's just like, excuse me? <laughs> excuse me? Um, yeah, T-P, T-Pizzle, Tones. Ooh, I mean, Tones is still there. but yeah. But I feel like it just reminds me of tone, Tones Rooms. Yeah, I might have to retire that. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I heard sorry. he had a day. Man, I think if you're familiar with my work, you know how I feel about T-Pizzle. Uh, he's, I'm, I'm really... It kind of makes me think of T-Pain. I'm really, well, I hope he takes over the game the way T-Pain did from oh. 08 to 2010. Because... Yeah. And look, we all like... Couldn't hear a track without T-Pain. We all know that Zeke is is the feature back. And that's fine. Zeke's great too. Nobody's trying to hate on Zeke. But Tony Pollard has so much potential as a receiver, as a backup running back, as a change of pace, as a you know third down back, two-minute guy. I just think as a uh, kick returner, which we saw him do a little bit of on Sunday night. There's just there's so much potential there, and I haven't been shy about the fact that I don't think the last coaching staff did enough with that. Um, you know, I think they clapped a lot. Listen, I'm not here to <laughs> I'm not here to hate on people that aren't here anymore. I am. I, that's well, I'm in a little bit more of a delicate situation than you are. I know, but that's why I'm saying what you're thinking. It's um, fine. you know, Tony Pollard got like eight percent of the snaps last year, and that's just not good enough. And I think not good enough. How I met your mother. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I choose to believe that this coaching staff is going to unlock him, so to speak. He had a great, I mean, he had a few good plays tonight. Again, it's hard to ju- judge running backs, but he had a play. He broke, you know, he bounced outside off left tackle. And I, I legitimately don't know who it was. I'm not trying to like save anybody's ego. I legitimately do not know who it was because nobody's wearing numbers, but he just made a fool out of this poor guy. I th- it was a it was a linebacker. It wasn't Jalen or Layton, I don't think. But he just left him in the dust, and like it should have been a it should have been a three yard gain, and he wound up going to the house. I mean, they you know it was only a twelve or thirteen yard run, but still. Yeah. Um, I just I'm I'm basically a Tony Pollard fanboy at this point. Yeah, you jumped on that hype train pretty early. I don't care who knows it. <laughs> I don't. So I'm in love. It. I'm in love. Yeah. And I don't care who knows it. Basically, you know, Will McClay came on the draft show the week after Tony got drafted. And we basically convinced him to admit who his favorite player in the draft class was. And Will's very diplomatic. And he's like, I, I like I all, love all my sons. I like all my guys. And I was like, BS, bro. Tell me who you really love. And he was like, okay, fine. I love Tony Pollard. And I was like, well, if Will McClay loves Tony Pollard, then I do too, because he's pretty good at his job. And it's, I, I feel good about where it's going. He's, he's, yeah, I just, free Tony Pollard 2020 is what I'm trying to say. T-Pizzle for shizzle. <laughs> yes. It's really stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely taking that for me. Sorry. <laughs> I, that's fine. Like, I'm, I'm a man of the people. I, like, I gave, yeah. I birthed Team 40 Burger into the universe. You did. I mean, with. Jeff was with part Jeffrey. of it. Kavanaugh was part of it too, but like, I just want people to have fun following the Cowboys. So take what you want. And we do. Thanks to you. And, you know, 
other people. Humble brag. Fine. <laughs> All right, let's talk defense. Um, how did they look? You said D Law was out there doing some things. Yeah, throwing some people around. This is it's it's really difficult to judge. Um, that because a the Cowboys are being very smart with their main offensive tackles obviously Lyle Collins has really not had much of a training camp I think this was his second practice um and Tyron Smith you know he had a hamstring tweak a week or so ago and they've been really smart with him they both played on Sunday but you know you're not going to throw those guys out there for 65 70 snaps when you need them for the season so uh, to answer your question, Demarcus Lawrence and Alden Smith like wrecked shop. Honestly, um, they they yes know, they were. I, Let's go. So the offense, the offense did back to back two minute drills. You know, I I told you about the touchdown drive, but then they went again, and it was without Tyron and Lyell. They looked really great with Tyron and Lyell. Dak let them downfield, eight plays, boom, boom, boom. Noah Brown touchdown, game over. Then they did it again with, I believe, Cam Irving and I believe Brandon Knight. I guess I can't prove that, but that would be my guess. Okay. Not so great. Uh, Tank had a sack. Alden Smith looked like he sacked Dak on to- back-to-back snaps, which it's hard to judge. What because, do you think they do when they sack their own quarterback? Well, they don't actually sack them. That's right. the thing is they just – They're I, just like, got you, bro. I get it. It's probably meaner than that, honestly. <laughs> There's probably some B words, a different B word getting thrown around Ooh. in there. I mean, Tank is the first person to say, like, he hates quarterbacks. He's always like, Dak is the only quarterback I like. Yeah, but he's sacking the only quarterback he likes. Yeah, but he's still probably like – He's like, I'm pretending that – I pretended that you were Daniel Jones. I feel like I know Demarcus Lawrence. Like, we're not friends, but I am – I know Demarcus Lawrence well enough to know that, like, he's probably – saying some mean stuff while when he's back there like sacking Dak like yeah what up B you know what I mean um maybe I mean I'm not out there but that's my guess um no they they made life miserable on him without the starters I thought I saw Bradley and I which I can't say enough about how impressive he's been um you know we were all excited about him getting drafted but he's really He's he's put it on t- he's put it on tape. I mean, I know he didn't have his number on, but he's he's just stacking good practices together. And then it's it's so dumb, but at some point during the practice when the, you know, when the backups were in, somebody got a sack. <laughs> somebody got a sack. A human being sacked another human being. I couldn't being. tell you who it was. I felt so stupid. I was just like that could be Dorrance Armstrong, it could be uh Joe Jackson, maybe it's Everson Griffin, but I doubt it. I just, I was like, why even try to like, why even try to report on this? Cause I couldn't, I, I got nothing, but yeah. So they, I mean, I'm rambling, but like Demarcus Lawrence and Alden Smith look so impressive and they have throughout camp, which yes. I, I keep saying the Cowboys haven't been playing their starting tackles for much of this camp. But think about the fact that Tyron Smith is a top three left tackle in the NFL and Lyle Collins is probably a top five or six right tackle. Mm-hmm. So not every team in the league has got protection that good. So, yeah, you would prefer to see them winning against the starters, but yeah. they're going to play a lot of teams that don't have tackles as good as the Cowboys do. So but I feel like, like – So my, my guys look good. No, they my look – My O-line look good. 
well, when for the most part, yeah. Today, the today part. they did, but the D line is starting a line. The D line is just it's so intriguing to me, and honestly, yeah, we're really only just now getting to see what Everson Griffin can do, um, which. I don't know Everson Griffin well enough to even know what he looks like without a number on his jersey. I'll be very honest with you. Right. So I, I couldn't tell you how he was. <laughs> I'll, you know, hope you know from here on out. Hopefully, I don't have to guess. Um, but I'm I'm starting I'm starting to get excited that the Cowboys' pass rush might not be bad, which I would have never guessed in April that I'd be saying that. So it's, you don't feel like there's a huge gap with Gerald McCoy being gone. Not yet, but it, it's hard to tell. I, I, it looks like they're filling in well, you I'm, say. I'm impressed by what Tristan Hill has shown us. Okay. He didn't do anything that jumped out to me tonight, but he's, he's done a lot of good stuff over the course of training camp. Uh, between him and Tyrone Crawford, I think they can hold it down. I wish, I wish Gerald was healthy for a lot of reasons. He just, between locker room chemistry, you know, to borrow a phrase from Jason Garrett being the right kind of guy, like, and obviously he's really good. Like I wish he was still here, but I am optimistic that they can deal with that. So we had an injury tonight too. Yes. Um, what does that look like for the landscape of. So really, I, Oh, sorry. Really just like Xavier Woods. Yeah. Cause I'm, we're not, it sounds like we you mentioned, already mentioned. We mentioned Ventel Bryant. Yeah, we'll see was with that. A little more promising. Um, no, I, f- I feel good about Xavier, and this is this is stupid. Um, Mike McCarthy said after practice that it doesn't seem to be of high concern. I think it, it's it's like a a minor groin strain. Um, he walked off under his own power. Xavier Woods, that is. Yeah. And then. And like I said, this is dumb because it's not scientific, but he came back to practice. Like he got out of his uniform, you know, put on the sweatsuit, the track suit, whatever you want to call it. And he came back and he was like sitting on the bench and joking with the guys and not. Not too worried. Not, didn't seem too worried, okay. which like you never want to make too many assumptions based on body language. But if it was super bad, that wouldn't have happened, you know? Yeah. Um. So... Do I think he'll be at practice on Monday? No, but I think, you know, I, I don't He'll want, be in a game in the near future. I don't want to put a timetable on it, but yeah, like it doesn't strike me as this like crazy yeah. long injury. So that's cause, And I, let's just get it out of the way. Cause as soon as Xavier got hurt, everybody was like, that's the Earl Thomas siren. Let's go. I'm like, can we at least figure out what's wrong with Xavier Woods before we worry about Earl Thomas? Yeah. I'm like kind of over the Earl Thomas thing. I've been, I mean, I've been over talking about it for like two years. Oh, I'm just over the idea of it. I just, I don't, I don't, we don't have to get into that tonight, but I mean, like safety is important, but like, I just don't care. The Baltimore Ravens are one of the most, highly respected organizations in the NFL and, and they, they fired you so <laughs> they fired him and all of their good players like told the front office like this guy's got to go so well, that just doesn't seem smart to me yeah I don't I like it my voice a few octaves to <laughs> emphasize the point you sound like a muppet <laughs> I, I mean and that, it maybe maybe it still happens but I kind of doubt it and I don't I don't know I just don't – I don't know that that's worth the hassle, to be honest with you. I would agree. Well, last but not least, special teams. 
Were they special? So we've made a big deal over the last couple weeks about how Greg Zerline never kicks from long range. Greg the leg. Greg, which, well, they let him show his leg tonight. Um, he did his normal kicking session. He went five for five from the usual distances, you know, 30, 33, 37, 40. Uh, but then they let him kick from 60, and he missed. Ah, so. It was his first miss of training camp, which, all right, before you say what you're going to say, make your Maher jokes now. I was literally going to make one. I know. So. They let him kick again, and he made it. So, by my count, he is 30 of 31 for camp, and his one miss is from 60, which is damn good. Well, the Maharati doesn't go below 60. <laughs> Shouts out, Greg Ritter. We don't need to. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm just I'm holding out hope that they're not actually going to ask him. You know, if it's if it's the end of the half or the end of the game, go for it but like certain coaches in years past would would, would you say they have red hair yes <clears throat> oh would. okay just, just checking if it's fourth and five from the opponent's 43 yard line maybe just go for it instead of kicking a 60 yarder or if you absolutely don't want to go for it, then I would rather see a like a coffin corner punt in that situation than a sixty yard field goal. So I mean Greg Greg Zerline has a very impressive leg, but like I just don't think you're um being that smart kicking from long range that often. You're not. Especially when you have what you have. Yeah. Exactly. like just go for just it. Just try it. Like see what happens. You know, it, to switch it to baseball, people say, like, never bunt, hit dingers. <laughs> like, never kick. <laughs> I do. Never kick, throw bombs. You drafted a receiver 17th to add to your two 1,100-yard receivers. Like, let, let Dak cook. And don't worry about if – if you're kicking – the longest you should be kicking from, seriously, is, like, 50, in my opinion. And I hope, you know – Mike McCarthy doesn't share strategy with me, but I hope he agrees because that's, that would be dope. Otherwise, you know, you've got like eight pro bowlers on your offense. Maybe let them cook. What are, what are they making? Burgers? <laughs> Freaking, I almost cursed. 40 burgers. 40 burgers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, RJ would not have appreciated that. Yeah, I didn't do it. It's fine, RJ. Don't worry about it. I, every time I cuss now, I like have, this thing in the back of my head even when i'm not recording like, rj would be mad <laughs> in your regular life yes. i don't believe you because you're well sometimes I, I i get over it after like the first time okay i was gonna say somebody <laughs> I said curse that, like a sailor somebody said that to me the other day um oh <laughs> we were like we got into a twitter thing where somebody was like imagine if imagine if cowboys twitter became not safe for work and i was like it would make my life a lot easier because <laughs> My the censorship. My mouth, professionally, as opposed to like in my day to day life, they're just two wildly different things. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyways, you're welcome. you're welcome for that. What about uh? Do we see a returner situation? Um. Yeah, it's same same to go along with my censorship. Same stuff, different day. Oh. Um. I, I gotta love stuff. Stephen Jones said this on Friday, I think. Uh, like, CeeDee Lamb, 
He said, I'm not going to be surprised if CeeDee Lamb helps us in the return game. I don't think that means he's going to take every return, but he, I think he's going to be a big part of it. Um, C.D. Lamb did some punt return. Cedric Wilson is the other name to know. Uh, Trayvon Diggs did a little bit of it, but I'm not convinced what how big that role would be. I think honestly, so I think C.D. Lamb and Cedric Wilson punt returner, uh, Tony Pollard, A.K. T. Pizzle, T. Pizzle, and uh, Cedric Wilson also, which. T Pizzle Fo Shizzle. That's why I'm so confident that Cedric Wilson's gonna make the team is because he works as a returner as in the kick game and the punt game. And so that gives him a lot of versatility. Yeah, like you have to make yourself invaluable. Like you can't just be the guy that shows up at work. Sometimes you have to be donut guy. The more you can do. Wow, donut guy. Yeah. Everyone I mean, loves donut guy. No, the more you can do. Like the coaches are like, oh man, this guy's on, you know, there's how many special teams are there? Like five? Yeah. If you're on four of them and you can play receiver, they're like, yeah, we want that guy. He's donut guy right now. Cedric Wilson is donut guy. And also he's QB1's like low-key fave. Oh. Like the Dak. Dak the, playing favorites out here today. The Dak said bromance is such a thing. Is it? Absolutely. Do they, do they like hang out all the time? I don't know if they hang out all the time, but like. I bet they like, they they play on that uh, half field that he has. So let's be let's be very clear. Like obviously, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Ceedee Lamb are the clear mm-hmm. top three. Yeah. But the Cowboys have been rotating so much. Like Cedric Wilson gets to work plenty with Dak, and when he does, Dak is like, "Where's eleven? Where's 11? Oh, he's there. Oh my guy. Like that's that's his guy. I like, like it. They I just like it. they have a they have a chemistry. Okay. They really do. It's nice to see see a eleven. Back there. Oh, Cole Beasley. Oh. Ah. What was his song? Oh, uh, 80 Stings. 80 Stings. Or was it 80? 80, right? Something like that. Wow. I'm just, well, like now I'm the just. The rapper. I'm just in my own head thinking about like numbers that used to be other <laughs> people's numbers. Like, on it, like <clears throat> I haven't associated 11 with Cole Beasley in. A while because of uh, Cedric Wilson. So, yeah, I'm happy to bring you back to a time, you know. Thank you. Well, um, let's see. I had one comment that I uh, wanted to read to you. It's from Stephen. Mm-hmm. Elo goes hard. Worst thing I've ever seen that I never saw. So, that's from the from the viewers at home. I actually, I listen, listen. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to stand up from, oh, wow. Something happened. That's so Bush League. Like, you just got your... No, it was you dropping a hot take, so I dropped the ESPN sound. Oh, it was I... totally on purpose. <laughs> you weren't just getting a score up? Nope. Yet. Okay. I want to... be me. Listen. <clears throat> you said it was Steven? Yeah. Steven. <laughs> I want to I wanna speak very clearly for a second, because I got kind of heated tonight. Wait, I understand the the scrimmage was basically you didn't see anything but like my friends slash family that work for the cowboys and cover the scrimmage like they're very good at what they do but at the end of the day they work for the dallas cowboys so like what they are allowed to show is not always up to them so it's kind of like don't shoot the messenger you know like don't blame the people that are shooting the scrimmage for 
the decisions of the people that are way above them. Like it's not their fault. And some of them got to the stadium at like nine o'clock this morning to set up and make sure everything was right for the scrimmage. And you'll never wow, soapbox much. I'm just saying, I'm just saying the fans probably took cold showers after this is all they no, they did. And, and they, it's fair if you're frustrated, but like, it's not the fault of my people. I don't think he was blaming it on people. I just want to make sure, like, it, it just sucks. Steven seems like a stand-up guy. It just sucks when people are like, oh, my mm. God, you guys are terrible. Like, y'all are bad at your jobs. It's like, are we bad at our no jobs? Or... Did he say you were bad at your job? No. But okay. I just want Chill to out. stand it up for my people. I already Good. said it. Okay. Good. I'm well, sorry. Don't put this on Steven. Okay. Sorry, Steven. He's innocent. Um, do you know why Alden Smith dyes his hair yellow? Rich Hafer wants to know. I have no idea. Which do we like it? Uh, Does yeah, it play? I think it looks badass. Okay. Um, I I will just say this is it's a bummer. First world problems, but like this is the least I've ever interacted with a team ever. Like yeah, you know, at a regular training camp, you can walk up to every player on the team and be like, "What's up, man? Why do you dye your hair yellow?" But during these COVID, during these quarantine times, these quarantine times, you. The, you know, the PR staff sets up I bet up it really sucks interviews. for you <clears throat> not to uh, throw in everyone's face that your team won the national championship. Yeah, exactly. Like, case in point, my guy LC, Lyle Collins, LSU guy, one of my favorite players on the team. Like, I'm probably not going to have a face-to-face interaction with him in this year, 2020. Like, That's upsetting. I know. It's, it's it, Like I said, it's a first-world problem, but it sucks. Like, it just hinders your ability to get to know these guys. It yeah. Sucks. Especially the newbies. Yeah. Yeah. Frickin' CD Lamb. You and CD Lamb could be best friends. CD, that probably wouldn't happen anyway. <laughs> I'm not cool enough. But CD Lamb won't know my, like, he, we will not interact personally until, yeah. like, next year. That's weird. That and it sucks. Um, <clears throat> Justin, a.k.a. at Sir Duke of Luke, um, to end us on a troll question because this is a troll question um are hot dogs considered a sandwich what's his name justin screw you justin (laughs) uh no hot dogs are not sandwiches burgers are not sandwiches when uh we were at my birthday on the beach we We got into a fight well because for the 10th time we got it started because we were talking about how we get into a fight about this exact subject. Yep. And then they were like, well, what's the subject? And then we were like, burgers are not sandwiches. If it requires <laughs> a separate, um, you have to mold a patty. You can't just throw that, that thing on there. If it requires a separate category on the menu, then it's not a sandwich. Yeah. Like case in point, actually I'll throw out some shameless publicity there's an amazing sandwich shop in Arlington, <laughs> Texas, down the street from AT&T Stadium called Dino's. It's amazing. You can go and get like I I did a I did a turkey and Canadian bacon sandwich today. It no was pickles. no pickles. I got spicy mustard. It was amazing. And you know what? I walked in there. You know what they didn't have on the menu? Burgers. They didn't have burgers and they didn't have hot dogs because it's a freaking sandwich shop. It's a deli. <laughs> And if, Tell them. if I went in there and ordered a hot dog, they would look at me like I'm crazy and say, why on earth would we have that? We're, we're a sandwich shop. And that's exactly the point is just because something is between two carbs doesn't make it a sandwich. I completely agree. I will 
die on this hill. And pie is better than cake. Always. Yeah. If I had you know. a birthday pie, just so we're clear. It was pecan. <laughs> H-E-B, right? Yeah. H-E-B, if anybody's listening, why doesn't Dallas have H-E-B? They've bought so much land up here. Just drop a bunch of H-E-Bs on us. Central, why don't you? Central Market is nice, but like we would love just like a regular H-E-B. That chicken salad slapped. Oh, my God. It really did. Y'all. <laughs> H-E-B is great. I'm not trying to hate on any other grocery <laughs> stores, but like even like Waco has H-E-B. Not trying to hate on Waco for anybody that's listening. Even Waco. I'm just saying. <laughs> like driving back from driving back from Port A, I drove through Waco and I was yeah. like, oh my God, there's a giant H-E-B. Well, they also have a walk-on, so. And a P. Why don't you talk to Dak about that? Rain. Rain Dakota. Listen up. Honestly, we we have walk-ons. It's just in Irving. You realize that. Yeah, I know. That's not the same thing. Yeah. There's a perfectly nice spot right down the street from yeah, me. Yeah, like uh, look into Dallas, maybe. Please. Dak. I just want some uh, crawfish mac and cheese. Thank you. <clears throat> well. Seconded. Anyways, I think we can agree that this offseason has made us say, what the hell, man? What the hell's going on? Like, why are you <laughs> doing all of the awful jokes? That's, I always do all That's those. my thing. No, like you literally <laughs> roll your eyes at me doing the awful jokes most of the time. <laughs> but mine are better. It's bullshit. Oh, sh- oh, I cursed. I'm sorry, RJ. <laughs> it just came out. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> it's been a weird off season. Cowboys football is two weeks away. Like it real is. deal Cowboys football is two weeks away, Mego. That's it- wild. So close, yet so far away. I can't wait. I hope that you have to watch it with us instead of honestly in the comfort of the star. I I don't want to speak too soon, but like like we'll we'll see what we'll see what it looks like on game day. But like, I low key hope I get to watch Cowboy Road games with like you and Kelso <laughs> and mitch and Chell, who all don't worry about it they're our friends but say, like say Aaron's name earn mer earn mer take it away earn take it away Aaron. um oh that would be so much fun just yeah. for a year and then next year i'll yeah. be like okay then we're like, back then wanna, we're back in business i want to travel and do all that fun stuff <laughs> anyways dave thanks for uh letting me steal you to uh talk scrimmage it was a pleasure thrilled to be here (laughs) (laughs) all righty y'all you can catch us every monday and friday on the blogging the boys feed check out all the other shows that we have for you um make sure to rate review and subscribe and uh as always you're gonna make me say it yep cowboys forever eagles for never you did not say that with your whole chest. I, I'm a reporter. <sighs> Cowboys forever, eagles for never. Goodbye. Goodbye.